One of the beautiful parts of being in the retail side of the organization is you get to work with so many people on their journey in their career and with their journey with Viore because so many people do start in retail and then obviously many stay and build careers there, but a lot also have the opportunity to join our HQ team in different departments. You're listening to Retail Remix, your inside access to candid conversations with the people shaping retail's future. Here's your host, Alicia Esposito. In a year when many brands and retailers were struggling to stay afloat, Viore was able to triple its value. Yeah, you heard that right. Now, granted, Viore has acquired a cult-like following because of its incredibly comfortable, high-quality joggers, but we don't get so much into that during our conversation today. Today, I'm sitting down with Catherine Pike, Senior Director of Retail for Viore, and we talk about all of the behind-the-scenes work that has gone into the brand's incredible growth within retail. We talk about how the pandemic was a critical time for community development, for culture building, and for developing an omni-channel strategy that's built upon a loyal, active, and vocal fan base. We cover the entire omni-channel journey. We cover marketing, stores, employee empowerment. Regardless of where you come from in the retail world, I'm positive you will get some incredible insights for your role. Listen in and enjoy our conversation. Catherine, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. It's great to meet you. Yeah, so nice to meet you as well. Thanks for having me. So you're currently the Senior Director of Retail for Viore, a very buzzworthy activewear brand right now. But you also have quite a history in the fitness and athletic world, including a pretty significant tenure at Lululemon. I always love looking at people's professional histories and look for any patterns or correlations that may speak to their backstory. So I would love to hear from you what you love most about this particular sector, this particular world of retail, and what really made you gravitate to it. Yes, absolutely. First and foremost, I just love the people it attracts. I love how it's about so much more than the clothes because the activewear is all about what you're going to do in it, what you're going to experience with it. And someone who grew up as an athlete and definitely someone who also loved clothes, it's kind of that perfect matchup for me personally. And I find that the people that I get to work with and that the customers we get to connect with just have that shared passion for an active lifestyle. And it makes it really more deep and fun beyond the clothes because we're connecting over something that makes us happy in our lives. Yeah, I love that. That community aspect is something that... I love seeing present in all brands, but I completely agree. I feel like in the fitness and athletic wear sectors in particular, there is such opportunity to tap into those passion points. So with that, I mean, tell us about the Viore brand. What 
about its essence captivated you and really drew you into joining the business? And how would you kind of describe it, not just its place in retail, but in the overall world, right? Kind of tying to your point earlier around the importance of community. Our vision is to inspire happiness. So what we're working on at Viore is making the best product possible to inspire and motivate our customers to to really live those healthy lives. And I think that's the part of it that we all connected to and what brought us to Viore. And I think it's something that customers notice as well, is that it's not, again, it's not just about the clothing, but it's about the things that come along with it. So we have free active club classes, which really grew and evolved during the pandemic because we were all craving being connected to one another, despite being in our homes and away from our usual things. And we've seen that become such a fun way to connect with people all over the country who want to try classes together. We also started a series that has informational podcasts, um, which is a fun way to learn and grow and experience topics that we all find interesting and want to learn about. We've also worked to partner and support nonprofit organizations. We've worked with the Encinitas for Equality Scholarship Fund and the Steve Nash Foundation, supporting underprivileged youth to have access to sports. So all of those things that like go beyond the wonderful, amazing product, but make us part of something that wants us to connect on a deeper level than just clothing, I think is really the essence of the brand and our culture. Yeah. It's really fascinating to see all of the possible adjacencies, right? Or the connecting points that a brand can have to so many different facets of the consumer's life or even their employees' lives, right? Like that's how you kind of build a culture that captivates people and makes them want to be engaged in that whole universe that you're creating. But before we kind of dig a little bit deeper into some of those great initiatives and the great content that you've been creating throughout the brand's history, I do want to talk about, of course, the categories specific nuances and some of the trends that that you alluded to, especially over the past uh, 18 months or so now. Obviously, you know, in our world, we've been talking a lot about the different category level shifts, you know, what consumers are buying and why. Obviously, fashion took a very hard hit during the heart of the pandemic for obvious reasons. People largely working, learning, and hunkering down at home, whereas the fitness category and athleisure definitely thrived, right? But of course, I'm sure that doesn't mean everything was all sunny for the Viore brand. So, I mean, let's kind of take a look back before we talk about the path forward. What were some of the most critical actions or even growing pains that Viore experienced throughout 2020? Because prior to this, you guys were seeing some pretty significant growth, right? Correct. We were definitely seeing, I'd call it significant growth prior to, but then what occurred with the shutdowns and the closures like went far beyond significant. It, it just went crazy. And so I think first and foremost, like when we look, but when I look back at the challenges, got to talk about that time when our stores were all closed because I've never experienced anything like that before. I think in my entire career, I've had maybe one natural disaster closes store for two days or something like that. But we, we keep our stores open. It's what we work to do. So the idea of closing with what we thought was going to be a week or maybe two that ended up being close to three months, that was just a really wild time because 
early on, our senior leadership team and our CEO and founder said, we're going to do everything we can to keep the team together through this. And so we had to pivot very quickly to find ways to keep our entire staff on and paid and still meaningfully contributing to the business because that's what they wanted to do as well. So in those early weeks, we were cross-training into new departments. We had retail employees who were trained into marketing, customer service. We created a whole new role that still exists today due to that cross-training and some of the efficiencies we found there. We put together in-depth training sessions with different departments so that our retail team came out of this with knowledge they never would have had about literally all functions and departments of Viore and how we work. And we just basically got very, very creative and we had it day to day in how to make up that time and make sure that when we did reopen, our goal was that we would have a leg up and we would be ready to go because we kept our team engaged and we actually invested in them and their training and their skill sets so that we reopened. And luckily for us, like not only did we have a team that was so grateful and enthusiastic to come back, but we came back to all those people who found us during the lockdown period, there were restrictions, but they wanted to come in the store. And so we definitely got extremely busy very quickly when we did reopen our doors. And since then, the biggest challenge has just been an exercise in how quickly can you possibly scale to keep up with the growth. That's very interesting. So where was Viore at in terms of store count when the pandemic hit? Because I'm just trying to gauge, you know, like where you were at in terms of overall growth and what that load was like that that your team had to lift because reallocating people, cross-training them, getting them accustomed to different tasks and workloads. I mean, that's a big undertaking. So like how many people was that estimated to be and how many stores did you have to account for? We were definitely able to be nimble because of our store size. We were at five stores. We had about 50 team members. And that really was a blessing because that number of people, although it was a lot of challenging last minute work, obviously the number of people and how it worked um, was to our benefit based on that store size. We have, however, like during this time, we have pushed forward and we now have nine stores open today and we're opening our 10th and 11th in LA in August and September. So despite it being a smaller store base, we're essentially doubling our store count over the same period as well. So that kind of gives you a sense of those three months, we had a smaller group that we were working with in order to to cross allocate and retrain. But during that time period, we also were having to plan and ramp for the growth that we've built into over the last 12 months. That's fascinating. So you noted that over the course of this period, you were able to drive that continued brand awareness, reach new people through digital, even despite store closures, but that really led to some pent up demand. So what were some of those new or expanded opportunities that you were able to capitalize on and really acquire more customers, get them more immersed in your brand? Because you you shared earlier some, some really fantastic content that you've been creating to engage and and foster that community. So what did you find proved really impactful over the course of the lockdown specifically? I think the single biggest win we had was while a lot of other companies were becoming kind of fearful of that unknown future, we really leaned into our digital advertising efforts. And 
we also were able to work quickly with our planning and production teams to like capture that growing demand that we were picking up through those advertising efforts. Got it. Yeah, definitely advertising is a huge channel, a huge opportunity, especially if you're a very engaging brand with great creative, a great mission, which is clear that Biori very much does. But did you find that your teams in creative and marketing, even advertising, was there an opportunity to kind of push those creative boundaries, try any new platforms or tactics? Because I know like just in social media, for example, we saw so many new bursts of activity, some new best practices that will likely extend far beyond that pandemic period. So what really calls out to you as far as, you know, really great lesson or great success story other than that advertising piece? Yeah. So paid social did work incredibly well for us. I would say in terms of pushing boundaries or trying something new, we launched um, new television commercials over the last year. And given how much time was spent at home and watching television, we really felt like it was a great opportunity to capture new audiences through a new a new way of reaching them. Got it. And you mentioned when you were talking about the store response, adapting to closures, cross-training people. I feel like that in and of itself is a really strong indicator of how agile your your team can be. And you noted that you had to and were able to pivot quickly. And obviously, that's something that all retailers are trying to do now, or at least have some sort of structure in place that supports that agility, allows people to collaborate together better and respond and innovate when those opportunities emerge. So I guess this is kind of like a big picture question as far as Viore's approach to collaboration and innovation. Have there been any shifts as far as, you know, your experiences with the pandemic, as far as how your teams collaborate, find and implement new ideas? Because we've seen a lot of companies basically say, we're rethinking our entire corporate culture and and how we get things done. So would you say that shifts had to be made during the process or did it just kind of reaffirm the way the Viore team worked and collaborated beforehand? I think it goes all the way back to the people that you're choosing to join the team and like the inherent culture of the people that are aboard. Because what I know I experienced from day one of joining Viore is there's such a culture of gratitude and appreciation for creating something together. And I think why that was important here was like, this was a hard time and it was a trying time to have to be so nimble and to test and learn and iterate over and over again. But when the foundation of the team is based in such gratitude for what we did have, like we had our health, you know, we still had a great job where so many people were going through such struggles. I think that was the attitude we approached everything with as a leadership team as every member of our team approached this together and said, you know what, let's start by being grateful for where we are and that we have this challenge to take on and then let's create from there. And I would say that everyone being in that same mindset 
was really the key to that agile, scrappy type of work we had to do. And it made it fun too. It wasn't without its challenges, but because everyone approached it as this is such a unique opportunity to learn new skill sets, to try new things, like let's have a great attitude about it. Sure, it's hard work and there's going to be frustrations and we're going to run up against challenges and barriers and all kinds of things. I think that's what got us through. And what we talk about now moving forward is how we keep that as we grow, is we continue to hold that as a cultural norm when you join Viori, that you're deeply rooted in gratitude and you're excited for the challenges. Because then it really, as we scale and all kinds of new challenges come at us, we can kind of bring up that spirit we had during COVID where we had so many successes due to our agility. I love that. And tying to your point around gratitude and how central that is to everything you do and how your team looks at the work that they're doing, I could imagine that that work you did following store shutdowns to bring people into new departments, to get them trained and up and running. Not only is there gratitude, I'm sure, in that, okay, these people are looking out for us and they are prioritizing their people, but I could imagine too that there's also this gratitude of like, oh, wow, like I didn't imagine myself to be a marketer, but I'm doing it. I find that I love it and maybe there's a path for me here. So it's like finding those new pockets of opportunity and personal development, which I know has been such a focus for a lot of people over these past 18 months or so when things were very hectic and everyone's kind of scrambling to keep things going, but still finding that time to ground yourself and figure out, okay, where do I want to be? Who do I want to be? And how do I want to shape my place in this world. So I think that gratitude point is is so important and really, I think, conveys itself or shows itself in a lot of different areas of the business. Absolutely. And I'm so proud to see how many of our retail team members are now working in other departments. I mean, it's just, it's one of the beautiful parts of being in the retail side of the organization is you get to work with so many people on their journey in their career and with their journey with Viore, because so many people do start in retail. And then obviously many stay and build careers there, but a lot also have the opportunity to join our HQ team in different departments. And now a word from our sponsor. Is your loyalty program actually building real brand loyalty? If you're relying on discounts and promotions to spur repeat business, you're training your customers to only shop with you when they see those discounts. There's a better way. With Carrot, you get an integrated, data-driven platform that helps you build real relationships with your loyal customers. Ready to see the future of customer engagement? Visit us at www.thecarrot.com and schedule a demo today. That's www.thekarrot.com. I know a lot of retailers are trying to get more people engaged in joining store teams and are trying to communicate how that could possibly lead to long-term opportunities. So it seems like you guys are, are thinking very far ahead in that regard, which is fantastic. To that end, I do want to dig a little bit deeper into expansion plans, priorities, and some of the longer-term implications of what the business has seen over the past 18 months or so. So we talked a little bit about 
new customer acquisition, more brand awareness. So I do want to ask, how has your core target customer or persona evolved for Viore? I, I know we'll kind of get into product mix and expansion after this, but has there been an evolution as far as who you would deem like the ideal Viore customer? Has it been expanded at all? I'd, I'd love to dig into that a little bit. The most explosive growth has definitely come because of our performance jogger. So literally the most comfortable joggers on the planet. We saw our women's consumer base really grow significantly in 2020. So I'd say that's the most significant change to our shopper profile and how it's evolved. However, the core persona really remains the same because end of the day, what we found is that because we create such amazingly versatile product, There are so many people who now really put a focus on versatility after spending this weird year in between and having parts of their lives mix in ways that they've never had before that they now understand and fully appreciate the importance of versatility in the clothing, living this kind of new lifestyle where they're in and out of their different worlds, maybe more fluidly than in the past. Yep. I love that. So Viore started as a men's brand. And then over the past few years, I think around 2018, if I'm getting that right, you went into women's wear. So can you share anything as far as beyond those foundational products that get that almost cult-like following just because they're so awesome? Do you have any insight as far as plans for merchandise expansion, any new opportunities that may have emerged as you've grown your customer base, learned more about them? Like, are there any new areas that Viore may be investing in moving forward? We are going to continue to fuel new growth in both men's and women's. Like, as I mentioned, women's has grown very explosively over the last year, but men's is still growing very quickly as well. So we're really focusing on fueling new growth into both men's and women's fitness and products that are more specifically performance for fitness activities is something that you'll see a lot of growth in. We make great products. And I think a lot of people who found us more in the lounge category are now seeing the great fitness products as well. And some of our other categories that we've always had, but we have amazing core products in them. And we're really expanding that line into new offerings to just really expand the options there. We're also really excited that we're going to be bringing a lot of new accessories to market in the coming months. You'll really see that launch in fall and continue to grow as a new category for us. Very exciting. So what about stores? I know you mentioned earlier a lot of people who discovered your brands online through social advertising and other channels, they wanted to experience the brand in store, right? So what's in the cards in terms of refining brick and mortar, expansion? What's in the timeline there? Yes, I could talk about this all day. I'm so excited about it. So we are (laughs) expanding. We do have more stores opening this year. So we've got two more in Los Angeles. I mentioned earlier coming up, Abbott Kenny, which is just going to be such a great community. We have a beautiful back patio area. Really excited to be there. And then also a new project in Studio City. So two more stores in Los Angeles. Then we have La Jolla opening here in San Diego. And then later in the year and into next year, you're really going to see us start to show up 
out of our backyard and into cities across the U.S., where we know we have a really strong customer base from our e-commerce and our wholesale partners. And we know they're ready and we really can't wait to give them that beautiful, full Viore store. Good. Super exciting. So how does this kind of play into that overall omnichannel experience that Viore is in the process of creating or hopes to create for its customer base. Because again, I I keep going to that digital content and all of the ways you're reaching your community online, which is fantastic. Are there any key tech investments, priorities, strategic goals that maybe you want to call out in order to really show how all of these dots connect, so to speak, to help the brand come alive? Yeah. So first we really, we think of it as product storytelling is the link between our digital and our physical experience. So we're working to create that synchronicity across all of our channels. And we also, we're continuing to think about our customers where and how we innovate to make their lives easier. So we're really looking at everyone's talking about Omni and how that point of view comes into our stores. I'd say that we are making key tech investments into just where we can make the shopping experience between online and in-store as fluid as possible. Also, still very much in the learning process of figuring out what our customers want, what's most important, how to like prioritize all the different things that you can now do in an omni world. We are finding that one of the most valuable things and what we've really started about is just the information sharing. So when you come in and work with one of our team members in our stores, they can very, very easily access your information and the previous sizes you've purchased and products you've purchased, um, whether it was in-store or online, which we find makes a huge difference when you're helping people shop for gifts or just the reminder of what they have and what sizes they've already purchased. So as a really critical first step, getting that transparency for all of our store associates into our customers' previous purchases has really been a huge help. And then from there, we're working to prioritize what those next Omni capabilities are going to be in store. So exciting. So I know you said you could talk about your stores all day. So I do have to ask, I mean, what else excites you when thinking about the Viore roadmap, whether it be tech, product, store, overall brand experience? I mean, what are some one or two big things that are coming up now or maybe that you're working on personally that just gets you really revved up and excited for the future? I know this is partially because of how starved I've been for community events the last year, but I cannot wait until we can get back into our stores and start hosting the events that we used to host prior to the pandemic, because so much of what the brand is about and what our teams are about, are about gathering people together and celebrating and trying new things and experiencing. And we have such a rich history in Viore's brick and mortar um, stores in doing that. And I think that has been one of the biggest challenges for all of us who crave that in, you know, not being able to do that because obviously we wanted to stay safe within protocols and restrictions. And we are slowly but surely as appropriate starting to build back into that. And I think that's what makes me most excited because our stores are doing great, even with the challenges of masks and reduced headcount and all the challenges we've had in front of us. But when 
all of that starts to go away and we start to be able to host our events again and connect with our fitness groups and have art shows and do all of those things that we're so great at. I think that's what gets me really excited about the next couple of years. I know one of my favorite trends to cover before all of this happened was experiential retail and specifically in-store events and activation. So I'm right there with you. I can't wait to see what you guys come up with and hopefully we can reconnect to talk about all of that because I do think there is still such a space for opportunity and innovation in, in the way of those activations and those community building events, especially in a space like yours. So very exciting. Well, Catherine, it's been so insightful and exciting to get your firsthand perspectives on what Viore has experienced over the past year and change, what's in the pipeline. I do want to close up by just reflecting on some pretty incredible growth that Viore has been able to see in 2020. I think I'm getting this right. Please correct me if I'm wrong. Viore's value tripled in 2020 during a time when things were so chaotic and volatile for so many brands and retailers. And just based on our conversation, I have a hard time believing that it was just due to category demand and shifts to work from home and hashtag sweatpants life. Even though, you know, there's merit to that, it just seems like you're making investments in so many exciting areas and and really doubling down on community, which I think really really drives big value in the long term. So I want to ask you before we close things out with some lessons and takeaways. Based on our conversation, based on your experiences being a part of the Viore business, I mean, again, beyond the obvious, oh, people are home now, so they need our products more, want our products more. I mean, what would you attribute the excess of Viore to? I mean, what factors do you think really drove the impact that you were able to see? Honestly, I think it comes down to the fact that we make the most amazing product. It's so incredibly soft. It's comfortable. It has this beautiful modern fit and aesthetic that's just, it's really different than other brands out in the space. And what happens when people get their first piece is that word of mouth and customers and their love for it is so incredibly powerful. And I think that that is really where our success has come from. That is the foundation of every great retail brand. So great point. And to close things out, Catherine, I always try to put a bow in our conversations by getting our guests to share some actionable takeaways, lessons, best practices. Obviously, 2020 was a big time of learning for a lot of us out there, but I mean, I'm sure every day is a learning experience for you. So what would you say is a key lesson that you've learned maybe in your tenure at Viore specifically just to keep it focused? What have you learned as a retail leader within this time? And how do you plan to or hope to apply this lesson moving forward to your work and your day-to-day? I think the key lesson is that our store associates have the answers. I've always felt this way. There is no one else in the company who's better equipped to speak to 
the customers, their relationship to the product, how that's all working. And I think especially during COVID, I found myself asking so many questions of our store associates on a daily, on a weekly basis to try to learn what was happening and make sense of the craziness that was around us. And I think it's just an excellent reminder that as we move forward, we don't want to lose touch with what our store teams are telling us what's happening out there, because that's what helps us be ahead of the trends that are coming or the things that we need to be paying attention to, because they're so important in our ability to be agile. One thing that we're doing at Viore, which I think is great, is that our HQ teams and different departments are spending time on our store floors in store shifts in order to have that experience firsthand in watching the customers interact with the product and hearing the conversations so that we never lose track of that important touch point. I love that. I feel like that's the most powerful way for people in HQ to really understand what's happening in those local communities, what the customers are saying, what the associates are saying, because that's the insight you need to uncover new opportunities. So Catherine, really fantastic takeaway there. And thank you again so much for taking the time out. I know things are busy for a lot of folks in the industry right now. So it was really nice meeting you. And most of all, digging into Viore's success, starting not just in 2020, way beyond that, um, your growth, your evolution, and all of the exciting things you have coming in the months and quarters ahead. It was really nice meeting you. Thank you again so much. It was great to be here. And to all of you, we hope you enjoyed today's conversation, that you leave refreshed, inspired, and maybe have some new ideas and takeaways to share with your team. If you like the conversation, we would love to hear from you. Please drop us a review and some feedback through your preferred podcast player. We are on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, frankly, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we are there. We would love to hear what you have to say, how we can improve, who you may want on the show. And of course, if you haven't already, please subscribe. It'll help us build our community and get seen on the recommended podcast section. And of course, it'll help you get updates when new conversations like this one are available. Thanks again to all of you listening and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of Retail Remix. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. Until next time, keep mixing it up.